Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back from the bye week, Miami Dolphins will be back on their home field this Sunday. It is the Extra Yard brought to you by Prize Picks, You Break, Wheel Fix, and uh, and by uh, Better Edge. I don't know why I couldn't. It, it, I'm out of practice here after the bye week. BetterEdge.com, we are also brought to you by. I'm Alex Dono alongside Troy Stratford. Troy, uh, are you well rested after the bye week? How you feeling? I am well rested. I am ready for the Miami Dolphins to get back on their football field and play some good football. And after everything that happened last weekend, I'm I'm pretty happy where the Miami Dolphins are sitting right now at this point in the season, right? I mean, yeah. you had everyone in the AFC East lose. Hopefully the Baltimore Ravens will lose tonight to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think everything is kind of locked. Excuse me, lining up for the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, they're also getting healthier at this point in the season. And you don't see that with a lot of teams. A lot of teams are going in the opposite direction where, you know, they're suffering injuries. So the Miami Dolphins, and you got to give credit to the head coach, McDaniel, as well as everyone around him how they manage the health of their players. So the Miami Dolphins right now are looking pretty good. We just can't lay an egg right. this week against the the Raiders and then next week or the following week against the New York Jets. Yeah, and you're, it's funny because um, two weeks ago, the Dolphins lost a game. Last week, they didn't even play, and yet they keep rising up in the standings because the, the Bills are imploding. The Patriots are awful. You know, the New York Jets are, are just not that good despite having a really good defense. And so it's like when you lose or when you don't play, your percentage chance of winning the division just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. I think the Dolphins are at like an 80, 88% chance or something like that to win the AFC East now. And, you know, uh, we're not the only ones who took a little time off to recharge. I know our guy, uh, Tua Tungavailoa, who's rocking the cornrows. What do you think, Troy? You think they look good on Tua? People are saying he looks like Drake, and I I agree. He does kind of look like Drake. I saw that on Instagram today where they had the side-by-side Tua with his cornrows and Drake with his cornrows and I'm like, okay, I like the look for him. He wears it well. And you know, he's a good looking guy. So I kind of like, I didn't know he had that much hair. Be honest with you. I didn't know either because he kept talking. I was watching his presser the other day, and he kept talking about like how his hair was getting out of control. I, I just wish, and, and you're in the same boat. I just wish I had hair. Like I wish I had something that could get out of control up there. But he was saying his hair was getting out of control, so he either had to figure I think, out something. I, I, to- 
I thank Michael Jordan for my ball head. Yeah. You know, did he, did he like, inspire it or he just made it cool to be bald? He made it cool. Like before Michael Jordan, you know, ball was not in. You're so right. that's how transcendent he is. Like You're right. So, yes, yeah, so, absolutely. I was so like, Tua, thank you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tua was saying he was either going to have to, like, figure out something to do with his hair or he was going to have to chop it off. And I, I guess uh, – he figured out something to do with it there, Troy. And and Tua said, uh, and this is the most important thing. He said that his wife approves of it, which at the end of the day, that's all that really matters here. Can't argue that, right? You cannot argue that. You cannot argue that. Uh, so, you know, the Dolphins, like you mentioned, they're they're heavily favored by almost two touchdowns against the Vegas Raiders. Not not that this team is a pushover. Uh, you know, they, they made the in-season coaching change. That team's been playing a lot harder for interim head coach Antonio Pierce. You know, That's they, to they be expected though. Yeah. Coaching yeah. change, the atmosphere changes in the locker room or around the entire team. And usually when there's an in-season coaching change, you see improvement from that particular team. So let's right. see the Raiders could sustain that. The Miami Dolphins just got to jump on them, and I just think they'll go right back to being who they are. So what is it, uh, Troy? I'm not sure if uh, if you've had that happen anywhere, college or pro, that you've played where there's an in-season coaching change. But I, I, I agree with you that it's usually a spark. And I kind of feel like, you know, number one, sometimes a change of scenery is good. Even if, like, th there's a reason why someone's an interim coach. They may not be the long-term answer. But kind of just kind of a, a shake-up can work well. And I also think from the perspective of a player, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Whenever there's an in-season coaching change, the players are probably a little bit embarrassed because they're like, hey, we're the ones on the field that kind of caused this to happen, right? So they want to respond from that. I don't know if I ever looked at it or thought about them being embarrassed, but I just know I've never been on a team that went through a coaching change. Like I had mm. Coach Bicknell at Boston College. He was steady all the way through, and then – you know, I had Don Shula. Yeah, he was steady all the way through, even though he was like a hard ass on everyone. But in-season coaching changes, like I, I look at, okay, the Raiders just made the change, right? But I right. look at the Buffalo Bills. They made a change also at their offensive coordinator position, former Miami Dolphin, I mean, Miami Hurricane quarterback and Ken Dorsey. Yeah. But when you change things, people act differently. It's almost like training camp starts over and now you want to reprove yourself. So when I look at the Raiders situation, they need to make changes. This is the second stint as a head coach for their former head coach, right? I don't think that he was good. I think he's part of that. He was raised and taught by Bill Belichick. And if people haven't noticed lately, that style is going out the window. Times are changing, and you have to relate to your players. I'm not saying that, you know, like in Detroit, you know, Campbell is having success connecting to his players. So there's still room for that style. But the new style is these, these younger kids, and I hate to call them kids, but they were brought up totally differently. Like their parents raised them totally differently. And so you have to deal with them totally differently. And so it'd be interesting to see how the Raiders come down here and prepare and play against the Miami Dolphins. 
it will also be interesting to see what's going on up there in Buffalo. I think that situation, and trust me, I love that the Buffalo Bills are struggling right now. Oh, I love it. I love that. But I look at the Buffalo Bills situation as more dire because what we yes, we're on the outside, but what we're getting is dissension amongst players, star players, your quarterback, your number one wide receiver. Guys aren't happy. Like Stephon Diggs, he can't be in Buffalo next year. There's no way they could go through another season because as soon as they have a game and he doesn't get 10 targets, he's upset. You know, I went through that, but that was a different era in football. So I think the Buffalo Bills have a much tougher going than the Raiders do right now, believe it or not. I'm with you on that. So, uh, Troy, heading into this game, you know, we've had the the storyline all year. Dolphins have beaten up on teams under 500. They've lost to the three teams they've played that are over 500. They're playing a team this week that's 500. So something's got to give, right? The uh, the, the Raiders. Yeah, the, the, yeah, they're, they're, we're, and we do have ties now in the NFL. We get a handful of those every year, so may, maybe that's what's going to – I hope not. Um, no, I, hope it's, I hope it's not a tie either. I think the Miami Dolphins, all of us, all of us Dolphin fans, we have to say, okay, the next two weeks, you can't get overconfident. And, again, I separate players, coaches from fans, media, right? They know what – is ahead of them. They know what's at stake. They know what they're facing. They're going to approach it totally differently than we are. We get to talk about this all week long, but they don't do that. They turn the page, they prepare to get ready, and hopefully what they prepare for actually works out for them. Miami Dolphins are in a golden situation. They have a two-game lead now on the Buffalo Bills. There's no way that they could slip up and lose two teams, let's face it, that are not on paper, even on the field, that are not as good as them or better than them. They can't have turnovers on offense, and they'll be all right if they protect the football, don't turn it over, and they play some solid defense. The Miami Dolphins should come out of the next two weeks, and I'm not one that talks two weeks in advance, right. I'm sitting here saying now, Miami Dolphins got the Raiders and they got the Jets. Those are two teams. The Jets can't score a touchdown. The Raiders just changed their coach. Things are not good for those two organizations. So for the Miami Dolphins, who are as stable as any team in the National Football League right now, they just got to go out there and handle business. Yeah, and, and I think uh, probably the most important matchup in this game is going to be the Dolphins' offensive line against the Raiders' defensive front. One of the top sackers in the NFL, Max Crosby, uh, is going to be lined up there for Las Vegas. He's got nine and a half sacks on the season. And, you know, why I, I really put uh, put an emphasis on, on this matchup, Troy, is that, you know, you notice the trend uh, in the three games the Dolphins have lost Tua has been sacked three or more times. That that that's not the only reason why they lost those. Say that games. one more time. In the three games the Dolphins have lost this year, Tua has been sacked three or more times in those games. So interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying that's the only reason they lost those games, but it it is a pattern when they've protected right. Tua. That offense is in a rhythm. 
they're completely unstoppable. So th- that's going to be something to look at. The Dolphins' offensive line has been they, they've been banged up, and we're not expecting Robert Hunt to play in this game. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, we did see Teron Armstead come back last time out, so hopefully, he's closer to a hundred percent because you're going to have to slow down that pass rush. I, I trust Miami's defense to do their job. You know, going up against a rookie quarterback, and we see the way this defense is starting to peak now after Jalen Ramsey gets added to the fold a few weeks back. This defense looks like they're molding in one of the one of the better groups in the NFL. But for me, Dolphins offensively, you hope you can get consistency from the pass protection. I think the key for the next two weeks for the Miami Dolphins is is exactly that. It's that offensive yeah. line. Can they protect Tua? They've done a tremendous job all season long. Tua has played into that as well because he's not that I'm going to hold on to it and make this play that I was the last couple of years with the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to have that damn Marino mentality, which is I'm going to throw it in the ground, save the play, and line up and beat you on the very next play. So... Yeah, I think the key for the Miami Dolphins, definitely the offensive line the next two weeks. I'm also curious to see how, because if we go back to when they lost to Kansas City, there was a big miscue, which really, you could say, cost the Miami Dolphins the game. And that was the fumble by Tyreek that went back for, you know, six points for the Kansas City Chiefs. Other than that, the Miami Dolphins gave up what? The defense gave up 10 points in that game? Yep. So I'm looking at this like I want to see how Tyreek bounces back. And as great as he has been, he had a bad game. And a lot of guys, you know, they go in different directions after a bad game. Do they start to mull on that? Do they get inside their own head and start, you know, questioning themselves? I don't think that he will do that. But I'm very curious to see how he is going to come out into this game on Sunday at home. Miami Dolphins are comfortable at home, and it should be a good thing. Another good thing, uh, we're expected to get Devon Achan back. And, Big. you know, that, huge. that's huge. And and Raheem Mostert's been playing really, really well. But Out of this not, world. Out of this world. But then even, like, before Achan got injured, for three games, he was Miami's top running back. And, you know, you've got a really good, you know, other part of that one-two punch with Mostert, but Achan being back, uh, I, I'm expecting the Dolphins' offense to really thrive this week. Achan is back. Uh, Craycraft is back. So yeah. the Miami Dolphins, again, are getting healthier as the season goes along. You got a little rest there for X-Man on the corner. He should be feeling pretty good coming out there. That's another week of rehab and strengthening for Ramsey on the other corner. So the Miami Dolphins right now, again, I look around the National Football League and we could just point to the quarterback position and how many young quarterbacks we see playing, how many rookies we see playing, how many stars we have seen go out. Uh, My man in Cleveland, uh, he just went down. Miami Dolphins are pretty good right now. They are pretty yeah. good. But the key will be on the offensive line in the next two weeks. Um, you know, going back to, I, I know it was a long, long time ago, but we haven't spoken since. In, in the loss to Kansas City, 
Um, how critical were you of Mike McDaniel and of Tua? You know, Tua had had some missed throws on that final drive. There was one of them where I think it was just a miscommunication on the route with Cedric Wilson. So, and I think you know, Coach took responsibility for that. Yeah, yeah, and, but and, and you know, and a lot of people didn't didn't really like the way McDaniel managed that final drive because they had plenty of time and they had two more timeouts and and Raheem Mostert was running well. Then they completely went away from the run when they had time to keep you know potentially running the football. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if there is a perfect coach in the NFL right now. Uh, you know, M- McDaniel, I, I think he's he's made fewer kind of clock management type of mistakes this year than I think he did last year and not just clock management, but like fourth down decisions and stuff. I see him getting better with a lot of those little things that separates great head coaches from anybody else. But yeah, you know, there's definitely some stuff to nitpick from a couple of weeks ago. You know, when it comes to decisions by head coaches, we are, we always are doing Monday morning quarterback, right? Yeah. We played the result. And I used to say often, if that play had worked, we wouldn't be talking about that right now, right? Right. Like, we're playing the result. So I'm rolling with the coach. Coach thinks this is going to work at that point. Don't. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Get me wrong. Yeah, sometimes coaches mismanage the clock at the end of a game. But for the most part, they have someone aside, alongside of them, next to them, in their ear, guiding them through. And it's the coach that makes that decision. That's why he's the head coach. And he's like, we're going to go for it here on fourth and short or fourth and one. We're going to punt this ball away. Uh, I, I'm just a big execution guy. Miami Dolphins have to come down no matter what play they call or what play is called. They have to go out there and execute that. And then the other thing I I used to always say is, you know, there are 11 guys on the other side of the football that get paid big money just as much as the Miami Dolphins get paid, and they're professional athletes, and they're going to win sometime. So, like, I watch a game totally differently than most people. Like, I have some friends that come over and watch. I didn't see it that way. I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. What about this? What about that? You're playing the result. If the Miami Dolphins go for it on fourth and one and they get it in that situation, the next day we're going to be sitting there talking about how big of a decision that was that the Miami Dolphins went for it on fourth and one and they converted and got the first down. Now we're happy about that play. But if they fail on that play, now we're sitting here saying, oh, they should have punted the ball or whatever it is. So. I'm a little different when it comes to like watching the game like that. I think that's an awesome point. So uh, the Miami Dolphins, keeping in mind, they haven't won in their home. They haven't lost in their home stadium this year, I should say. Their three losses were in Germany, 
in Philadelphia and in Buffalo. And despite the fact that, you know, the Raiders have, have turned things around a bit, they've at least righted the ship under Antonio Pierce. They're five and five on the year. Dolphins are favored by 12 and a half points in this game, Troy. If you, if you want, <laughs> if you wanted to bet the money line on the Dolphins, you're looking at minus 820, which means you've got to eight, you got to bet 820 bucks to win a hundred bucks back. And I want to encourage you guys, if you do want to wager on this game, do it with our partners, betteredge.com. With at Better Edge, you know, there's no juice on it because you're not playing against the house. You're playing against other people. It's a social platform. Uh, whatever bet you make, there's a real human being on the other end of, of that. So there's not like you're not having to lay, you know, you know, $120 to win a hundred bucks, nothing like that. It's just you against another person. B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Use our code five reasons. And if you're looking for another way to have fun and maybe make some money during the game, whether it be Thursday night football tonight or the Dolphins on Sunday, I highly recommend prize picks. Prizepicks.com and the prize picks mobile app. When you sign up today at Prize Picks, if you haven't signed up already, I don't know what you're waiting for. Today's as good a time as any to sign up. It's, you know, completely legal. Uh, you know, it's free to sign up. Obviously, you you put your money in if you want to play. It's very easy to withdraw. It's just as easy to withdraw as it is to deposit, which is very important. They don't make you play any games to take your winnings out. I mean, not like, you know, they don't make you jump through any hoops to take your winnings out. You do have to play games to win money, I should say. But prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks mobile app. And when you sign up with our code 5, spell it out, F-I-V-E, sign up with our code 5, and they're going to match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. How good is that? They will match your first deposit, guys. It's just you versus the numbers at Prize Picks. So I'm looking... Uh, Troy at the uh, at the numbers for the Dolphins game. Tua Tango Vailoa over or under more or less than 269 and a half passing yards. What do you think about that one? I go over. Oh, over? Okay. Uh, I'm sitting there saying, all right, my I think the Miami Dolphins, I hate to say that they're gonna have, have a relatively easy time, mm. but the Miami Dolphins will be successful. Like yeah. Coach McDaniel and his staff, they do a good job of putting everything, game plans together. Now you give them a little extra time. So I go over on Tua. I like it. What about uh, on the other side, the Raiders quarterback, Aiden O'Connell? Who? <laughs> Aiden O'Connell. Who? <laughs> more, more or less than 198 and a half yards. I'm going less. Like, I, obviously, I, I could see... You know, my, my he 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 can manage games pretty well. Miami's gonna have to watch out for Josh Jacobs on the ground. Uh, yes, I don't think, think O'Connell's gonna tear him up through the air. So I, I would go less than 198 and a half. No, and I look and I say that because the pass rush of the Miami Dolphins is getting better and better. It has an impact in games, and then that secondary is getting healthier and healthier. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an easy go for their quarterback this weekend. No, I, I don't think so either. Uh, let me see for Thursday Night Football tonight. Again, we're looking at prize picks. I got the prize picks mobile app open right now. You select two to six players, predict if uh, more or less on their stat projections, and you're winning real money. You can win up to 25 times your money. A uh, couple clicks, you win 20, 25x. You can turn 10 bucks into $250. Uh, so it's obviously it's going to be a great matchup overall tonight, including the quarterback matchup between the uh, the Ravens and the Bengals. So Two I'm looking great at quarterbacks, right? 
Yeah, Joe Cool. I, I, I'm guessing. I, I haven't looked at it yet. I'm oh, guessing yeah, give me a guess. that Burrow has the higher number passing yards to Correct. reach. He has a larger number. Of course, Lamar is going to have the higher rushing numbers. But I, this is my first Thursday night game this weekend or this year that I'm looking forward to watching. Like Same here. Some of them have been duds, so I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that game tonight. And you, you were correct, by the way. So uh, if you go by rushing yards, Lamar Jackson is more or less than 48 and a half, where Burrow is more or less than 13. Uh, but then if you go by passing yards for Burrow, more or less than 259 and a half, whereas Lamar Jackson is more or less than 227 and a half. Um this is a tough one. I, I don't know. I, I could see I could see both of them going even under those passing totals. Tonight. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I was like, they both may go under yeah. in this game here. Yeah. It might be one of those slugfests, you know? I really yeah. don't know. I, I'm just going to enjoy this game here tonight. I want to pull up uh, to answer this question that I have on the screen from Cap. Let me pull up the, uh, the Dolphins' December schedule because you guys see here cap for life and thank you for tuning in thank you for using the live chat he says troy with a healthy healthy defense coming back do we need to worry about five games in december so in december the dolphins are at washington home yes. against tennessee i think that's a monday night game uh home against the new york jets uh, yes. at the uh home against the dallas cowboys yes and at the baltimore ravens Yes. Of, that's that's some tough games that month. Those are tough games. I, I look at Buffalo Bills remaining games. I look at like the Cowboys remaining games, Eagles, Dolphins. It's gonna be a slugfest. You you yeah. gotta play this thing all the way through. And I remind people one week has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the next week. You just have to prepare and get ready to play again. So that's how I see it. But I like where the Miami Dolphins are right now. Let, let me Imagine if the Miami Dolphins yeah. lost two games in a row. What, what we'll be saying about the Miami Dolphins, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I want to ask you elsewhere in, in the division. Uh, you know, I, I took it a little personally when my guy Ken Dorsey got fired in Buffalo because I, I, love, I love Dorsey. And I think about how high his stock was last year. Cause I think the only, the only thing anybody complained about Dorsey for last year was some people thought his temper tantrum in the booth was a little, was a little too much when he slammed his headset or whatever. Yeah. But as, as far as leading that offense a year ago, everyone seemed to think Dorsey up and comer, you know, maybe future NFL head coach doing a great job this year. Things have gone sideways. Uh, and you know, Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Ken Dorsey becomes the scapegoat for that. Like, uh, you know, you mentioned there's there's obviously some some player unrest there in Buffalo. I don't know if Dorsey is the one who's at fault there. I, I, I felt like and I wasn't surprised when they fired him. Right. I, I went into that morning thinking Dorsey could get fired today. But I was thinking if he does, they're making him the scapegoat. Why receivers are divas. Early in the season, I can remember A.J. Brown with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was complaining that he wasn't getting enough balls thrown yeah. to him, passes right. thrown to him, right? And I'm sitting there saying, I play with guys like that. Duper and Clayton, 
after every play, they came back to the huddle. They're like, damn, I'm open. Like, they want the ball all the time. And when you really break it down, quarterback touches the ball every play, okay? So they're going to touch it from 60 to 70 times a game. Running backs, they get their share carries as well as catching some passes. And then you go out there to the divas, the wide receivers. That's why their, their mouths are always moving. They're always saying something because they're getting, you know, six, seven, eight. The stars get 10, 11 targets a game. Think of that, like 10 targets out of a game where we ran 65 plays and I'm only, I'm only involved in like 10 of them. It gets kind of boring out there being a wide receiver. That's why when they make the big plays and the big splash, they're gonna let you know about it. But <laughs> that's yeah. just how it is, right? I, I think you, I think you've explained something I've never fully understood. Why that's I'm, such a diva position? Oh my goodness! <laughs> like the, the the two cockiest positions on a football team are wide receivers one, DBs two. Yeah, and they go up against each other. <laughs> and so they go, go figure. up against each other. Yeah, and they have yeah. to have that mentality. They have to have it to play those positions. So when you are a star wide receiver and don't get, don't make no mistake about it. They all read the stats. They all think they're better than the other guy. And you let them have a game where they had three catches for 50 yards. And then a guy in the league who they think they're better than comes up with a big game, 10 catches, 160 yards. Like he's pissed off. And so now the next game, and during that week, he's in the ear of the, the quarterback. Like, dude, I'm always open. Stephon Diggs thinks he's always open. Like, he, like I'm just open. Throw me the ball. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Buffalo Bills because it wasn't Ken Dorsey's fault. Ken Dorsey, he can't sit there and control what people say how they say it, how they go at each other in the locker room or whatever the case may be. But make no mistake about this. The problem, just to get on the Buffalo Bills a little bit here again, the problem is their defense. They suffer so many injuries on their defensive side of the ball, they can't overcome the mistakes that the offense has been making because the Buffalo Bills offense has made those mistakes over the years. I can remember last year going into the playoff game, I'm sitting there saying, I think that we could come up with, you know, a couple turnovers against the Buffalo Bills because that's how their offense has always gone. But if you don't have the defense to put a wall up and get that ball back and stop that team from going down, you're in trouble. And right now that's what the Buffalo Bills are facing. I like uh, our guy Alex M. is uh, he's he's not too happy with the state of the Dolphins' offensive line. Crazy to think we still need help on O line. I bought two houses and still no O line. Decades. All I want for Christmas is more than three seconds for Tua to pass. Uh, you know, listen. Thankfully, Tua has got arguably the quickest release in the NFL. So if if there's anybody who can, and, and the offensive line is actually. They've had a lot of injuries. They've had some snapping troubles. Overall, they they've been significantly better so far this year than they were last year. But it's it, I don't know. I, I feel like the offensive line is going to be a work in progress forever. And most fan bases in the league, most except maybe for Philadelphia Eagles fans, 
are complaining about their offensive line because that that's always a position that's difficult to perfect. I just think it's a three-tier thing that's going on with the Miami Dolphins, right? You you have the 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 play call, what's going on? Everyone's on the same page. If you have a breakdown on the offensive line, two is playing so smart. Where again, I'll say it, I'll repeat myself. I'll throw it in the ground. If we got to punt the ball, we'll punt it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll line up on second down or I'll line up on third down and I'll take my chances there. That's the way quarterbacks need to play. Too many quarterbacks are getting hurt. Like quarterbacks, mm. they don't get hit that often anyway. So when they get hit, it's usually impactful. So I just like what the Miami Dolphins have going on right now when it comes to their offensive scheme, their defensive scheme as well. We thought this defense was going to come out of the blocks destroying things. That wasn't the case. We had questions the first three, four weeks of the season about the Miami Dolphins defense. I'm not questioning that defense right now. I think that defense, they bend sometimes, but they don't really break. And you look at what they did. Their last game against Kansas City, even though Kansas City, their scoring has gone down, the Miami Dolphins have kept them in check. And I think the Miami Dolphins' defense is starting to emerge as a real personality in this football team where it's not all about the offensive toys that we have and the big plays that we make. We can shut down someone if we need to shut them down, if we were put in that position our backs up against the wall, we believe in ourselves. I like it. Well, it's always great chatting with you, Troy. Hopefully we get a Dolphins dub and can uh, increase their lead in the division this week and improve to 7-3 and on the year. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. So we're rooting for Cincinnati tonight, right? Of course, yeah, we're rooting for Cincinnati. Okay. The more losses with all the teams up there with us, the better. Oh, yeah. So let's go Bengals tonight. Let's go Dolphins on Sunday. He's Troy Stratford, former Miami Dolphin. I am Alex Dono. We'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode of The Extra Yard. By the way, you can get the audio version on the Three Yards Per Carry feed available wherever you get your podcast. Three Yards Per Carry. Huge thanks to Alf, Simon, and Chris for hosting us on their channel. Video version on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of The Extra Yard. See you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.